Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Tawana Ross. She is the author of The LinkedIn Professor. Class is now in session. Your 21 LinkedIn questions answered. Great to have you with us. Thank you. So glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So when this arrived in the mail, I was so excited because we've never had a book like this on before. I assume you were the LinkedIn professor? I am. Uh, Truth be told, uh, my sister works at LinkedIn. I have a very personal connection and she's a sales manager there. So I was so excited to sink my teeth into this and she's going to get it now. Now that I've read it, she's very excited as well. Uh, Curious, why did you write a book about LinkedIn? I mean, the genesis, was this based on personal experience with LinkedIn? It sure was. And really, it was based on the fact that because of my experience with LinkedIn, people have come to me with their questions about the platform now for for several years (laughs) uh, after watching me use it and, and see some benefit to it. And so because I was getting the same questions over and over and over, over again, one of my coaches decided to encourage me to write my own book. And this was the perfect subject to write about for my first book on my own. So I'm really glad that I did it, but I'm also glad to be able to answer the questions that so many people have about this platform because LinkedIn is certainly not the platform that we talk about on a regular basis. Most people are familiar with Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Mm -hmm. but very few people actually talk about LinkedIn and build it into their daily protocols. So this was very helpful on my end to be able to serve that audience of people that have those questions. No, for sure. Cause a lot of people are going to get into some of these questions. A lot of people you'll hear, wait, what is that again? And right. people say, oh, it's, it's Facebook for your professional life. And right. many people feel it's just a place to post your resume, but right. it's so much more than that, which is what the book is about, which we'll get into in a moment. But you mentioned that people were coming to you and asking you questions about LinkedIn. Tell everybody about your background. What job and sort of industry were you in, which led to Sure. So I spent 20 plus years in corporate America, mostly in business sales and business sales training. And in that corporate space, I had the perfect life that most people want. You know, the the nice high paying job, traveling all over the place and lots of recognition and lots of visibility. And I decided one day randomly that I didn't want that life anymore, that I actually wanted to do something different. And in realizing that, I also realized that at that point in my life, I had never actually looked for a job. So I had no idea, how do you actually find a job? Well, how did you get your first job? You had to I've for that always one. been tapped on the shoulder for everything. Really? So someone has always brought me onto their team and I've never had to actually physically go look for a job. No kidding. And in this moment, I knew I wanted to do something different, but I also knew that I didn't want to tell people I wanted to do something different. So I couldn't go broad broadcast to the world that, hey, I want to find a new job, hire me. And I did what I think most people do. They get on Career Builder, Monster, and I got no results whatsoever, which I thought was really weird. But a former colleague of mine told me years ago, he, uh, he said, Tawana, you're a professional woman but you have no online footprint whatsoever. Mm. And if you're gonna do anything for your career, you need to be on LinkedIn. Uh And I remember him saying that, so I finally tried it. I jumped on LinkedIn. I made the same mistakes that I think everyone does, uh, which is 
copying and pasting your resume bullet points onto your LinkedIn profile and expecting magic to happen. And when it didn't, that's when I decided, you know what, maybe there's more to this tool. So I, I learned that because the tool is more than just the place to find the job, I dedicated time to learning about it. So I immersed myself in webinars, reading books and reaching out to other LinkedIn trainers. And in that whole process, I figured out that it truly is a branding tool, not just somewhere to go find a job. And I love what you said about LinkedIn being more than just a place to find a job, because that's what most people think. I think if you took a poll, that's what people would say. But your point is that it's also a branding tool. So if you could tell us what that means and, and who's doing that well. Certainly. And, and I'm a certified branding coach, so I look for brands in the marketplace in general, but I specifically look for brands that are mastering this platform. Uh, one comes to mind in particular, the young lady's name is Bernadette Harris. And Bernadette has really mastered the tool of LinkedIn, but her brand is solid everywhere on, online. Yeah. So her tribe of followers look for her on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. And one thing that Bernadette has really, really done well is she's taken that same brand messaging from other platforms and she's migrated that message over to LinkedIn to get a different audience and a different result from her audience. Mm. And to date, she has gotten way more new clients on this platform this year, just as a result of showing her brand on LinkedIn. Mm. And, and that truly means not just having a profile, it means actually showing up on the platform every day. And that's exactly what Bernadette does. She shows up on the platform every day and what does that mean? look for her. It means that she writes content. So uh -huh. the same content that she might have on Facebook or other platforms, mm. she uses on LinkedIn, oh, right? So she shares her expertise. She's actually a forensic accounting coach. So as a tax preparer, her job is normally to make sure that your money is intact and everything is above water financially. Uh, but she uses LinkedIn to actually establish herself as an authority in that space with her content, Wonderful. which is an excellent way of using the platform because we look for expertise and we look for authority right. on LinkedIn. And she's done that very well. And I think that's something most users don't realize that just like Facebook has a feed, so does LinkedIn. And yes. It's a place for news and it's a feed. And what you're going to going to get here is our articles about business and the workplace. Absolutely. And jobs in general, you're, you're not going to be getting, uh, you know, uh, a gossip celebrity, you know, something, you know, it's not as social as Facebook. Exactly. It's, these are articles and posts in a professional capacity, Absolutely. I guess is what I'm trying to say. So would you say that's one of the ways to stand out most is to contribute to that feed and constantly be posting? Totally. From a brand building perspective, we don't know your brand until we see your brand on a regular basis. Right. And if we're scrolling through our timeline and we never see your face, your brand doesn't get tattooed on our brain. Mm -hmm. right? And so where people truly make a difference in building that brand recognition is getting out there and getting out there consistently right. with a message that proves someone's credibility and authority. And that's where I think some of the brands on LinkedIn are just doing so well because they leave us no choice 
but to see their expertise because we see them every day in our timelines. Right. But on that timeline, Tawana, do you have to be connected with someone? Do they have to be a connection in order to see them on that timeline? Yes and no. So it helps that we're connected. Absolutely. But also on LinkedIn, one of the benefits of the platform is the fact that you're exposed to people who you're not directly connected to. So is that right? Yeah. LinkedIn's whole premise from the beginning was to play off of the the four degrees of separation, right? Or six degrees of separation separation in person, but online, it's known as the four degrees of separation. What are those? It, it's, it means that I know someone that you know, you know someone, and, and, and so on and so forth, right. right? We're four degrees away. Okay. Right? So I may not know Oprah personally, but someone I know who knows someone else, who knows someone else knows Oprah. Mm-hmm. So we're four degrees of separation. And on LinkedIn, because of that, that means that I may not be directly connected to you, but I'll still see your content in my feed if people I'm connected to are connected to you. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay, that's so I'm I'm learning a lot right so now from the LinkedIn professor. So it increases your visibility <laughs> right. just by being on the platform and engaging with your network. Yeah, because I I could be wrong, but I feel as though with Facebook on your feed, it's only people you're friends with. Correct. Okay. And every now and then you'll see content on Facebook that was shared by someone you're friends with. So similar in that regard, we would only see that content if we've got someone in common. Right. C-Suite Radio. So I wanted to get to some of these questions, these 21 questions that are really invaluable to give everybody a little taste of what's on all of our minds, but you've put into print and answered them for us. I like question number eight. Should I accept all of the requests that are sent to me. I fall into this bracket. I get many, many connection requests from people I don't know sure. in any capacity. Mm-hmm. And I usually accept them because I figure it can't hurt. What's your recommendation? I actually encourage people to guard their LinkedIn networks like the family jewels, oh. which means you can't afford to let everyone into your network. Okay. One of my slogans in life is your net worth equals your network meaning the people in your network are extremely critical when it comes to your net worth. Mm. And if that's the case, if you were to allow everyone into your LinkedIn network, you run the risk of letting people in that will not only spam you, but they'll turn around and spam the people you're connected to, Ah. right? And so the people in your network have just as much to do with your brand as everything that you bring to the table. So I'm very choosy about who I let into the network and I encourage people to be just as choosy because it truly has an effect on your overall branding. My competitors want to connect. Should I? Why not? Absolutely. What is that expression? Keep your friends close, your competitors yes, even, or your absolutely. enemies even closer? Okay. Absolutely. The thing about who you're connected to on LinkedIn is we the general public have no idea why you're connected to those people. We have no idea what your relationship is with those people. We just see that you're connected to so-and-so, right? Mm -hmm. So someone can look at my network right now and see all my connections, and they have no idea why I'm connected to Chris Rock. They just know I am connected to Chris Rock. Chris Rock? The the comedian, Chris Rock. They don't know why we're connected. They can't glean from that why and what the purpose is for us to be connected. They just see that we are. But but let me just stop you. You're saying it's okay? You're endorsing a competitor getting you know, an, incl- an inclination into your 
LinkedIn life? I mean, they can see your profile and your branding and you, you think that's a good thing? The people I'm connected to can see my connections and they can see who's in my network. Now, whether or not I would endorse my competitor is probably a different story, no, but I would certainly connect with them. So you think it's okay? I'm saying you're letting your competitors see your LinkedIn profile. They're sure. seeing what you're doing. Absolutely. Okay. Because all they can do is see that content. Mm-hmm. They may not be able to connect dots, mm-hmm. right? All they can do is see the same general content that the rest of the public can see. Okay. Question number 14, do I need 50 skills listed for endorsements? I always wonder about this. There, there's At the bottom, it says mm-hmm. skills and endorsements and people, anyone can endorse you for a skill. How do you feel about it? I absolutely love this question because a lot of times people don't understand the value of that section to begin with. They think it's just a list of their skills that other people go in and endorse, Right. which is one piece of it. And so let's not discount that. The other piece of that section is those skills that are listed on your profile for LinkedIn are in direct communication with Google. So if you had 50 skills listed, Google matches those 50 skills with your name and your face. So for people that only have four and five skills listed there and they wonder why they can't get found in other areas of their profession or other areas of their expertise, I always call attention to that skills section because the more of those that you have and the more that get endorsed, the more likely Google is to bump you up in search results just based on that section. My question was, why is it so important that Google is in line with it? It's, a, it's about search results when someone Googles you. Totally. It's about search results. It's about being found and it's about credibility and authority. Question 21, what's the biggest LinkedIn mistake that people make? <laughs> One of my favorite questions, mm-hmm. because this question comes up daily for me, mm-hmm. whether it's in a conversation, whether it's an email or a message. And I, I, I almost want to walk up to people and just grab them and shake them by the collar uh, with this one. But the biggest mistake I should, (laughs) right? The biggest mistake that I see people making on LinkedIn is sending connection requests to other professionals with absolutely no context whatsoever. So that connection request that's (laughs) generic, the one that says, I'd like to add you to my LinkedIn network, that means nothing to any of us. I get that all the time. We get it all the time. Mm -hmm. And we have no idea why we should accept that person's connection request which is why we never do. And so one of the biggest mistakes to make is to uh, start on that foot of not establishing why we need to be connected to each other. Why should I pay attention to you? And without that context, you're just like everyone else that sends the generic request. And that's not a good way to start things in a, right. in a business relationship. It's the equivalent of walking into a, a networking meeting, shaking hands with someone and walking away. Right. I think also LinkedIn has a, a page whereby they write people you may know, and there's a list of just so many people's mm-hmm. names and you can just click check, 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 and you're sending them an invite. Also, I've, I've gotten prompts where it says, would you like to sync your contacts and invite and I've gotten that where you're mm-hmm. invariably sending a generic invite and you don't realize you it. You don't even know so it. So you have to be very particular about what you're clicking on. And very particular. Accepting. And accepting. really, this one is a habit. This one is a protocol. So when you do want to connect with someone, no matter where you find them on the platform, whether LinkedIn encouraged you to connect with them or whether you decided that you wanted to connect with them, there is a process here in how to connect with people so that you don't make this mistake. The process being open that person's profile 
Right. So anyone that you want to connect with, make sure you are in their profile first. And that allows you to actually personalize your connection request. Exactly. And what do you mean by in their profile first, though? So like you said, you sometimes see that LinkedIn will encourage you to connect with people that you know, right, right on that one page. Right. And if we simply click the button from that page, we don't have the opportunity to send the connection uh, yes. that's personalized. Yes. So in order to even have that menu option, you've got to be in the person's profile, Correct. which I always recommend anyway. Right. Because how do you even know you want to connect with me if you've never looked at my profile? Right. Right. Yeah. And so just common courtesy, if there is someone you want to connect with and build a relationship with, mm-hmm. then by all means, start out in their profile. Right. Well, the book is terrific. Like I said, we've never had one like this on before answering all the questions so many of us have, and now we finally have somewhere to go to answer them. We've only hit a couple, which is why you have to read the book. But what I love so much is that you realize LinkedIn isn't just a place to find jobs. This is a branding tool and it's, it's a whole other world to consider, which is what the book focuses on. So congratulations on that. Um, are we connected on LinkedIn? We will be. We will be. Now now we can accept each other's requests. Because I thought about requesting you before, but I wanted to get your permission. So thank you again for being here. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. And if you'd like more information on the book, just check out our website. It's csweetbookclub.com, c-sweetbookclub.com. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time right here on Bestseller TV. Like what you just heard, visit c-sweetradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.